Hey everyone, welcome to Healthy Mind, Happy Life Podcast, Episode 7. This episode is brought to you by Elevate Your Life Coaching and Counseling. I'm your host, Caitlin Engler. I'm a licensed social worker that decided to leave the clinical world, and I now coach individuals to feel confident moving through life transitions without losing who they are. And today on the podcast, we're actually joined by Maxine Osborne owner and founder of Rising Goddess. We actually met through a spiritual business course we did together with Kara Melendi, who was interviewed a few weeks ago. We connected through our similar values and love for pole fitness. Maxine runs women's empowerment retreats twice a year and hosts Goddess Yoga. Goddess Yoga combines traditional yoga with sensual healing, which is moving your body and touching your body in various ways to reconnect with it. So I will let Maxine dive a little bit deeper into what she does, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right. Well, good morning, Maxine. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, And also happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you had a really good birthday and it sounds like you're celebrating one year of um, Rising Goddess. So that's super exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it was a a big day yesterday. Yeah. So anything fun and exciting would you do for your birthday? Oh, yeah. Started off the day working out before I eat all that cake and went to lunch with some friends and, and then... Yeah, just hung out with my family, had a great dinner. So it was a great day. It was good. Lots of lots of messages. And so that's always great to just feel fun. all the love on your birthday. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yes, for sure. It's like, why can't I have a birthday that's a month long? <laughs> right? Like just shower me in love and gifts, and I will be a happy woman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so yeah. why don't you share a little yeah, bit about fun. a little bit about this thing is temperamental today we're gonna get through it we're gonna get through it okay so share a little bit about who you are as a human being and what it is that you do i'm a human being (laughs) right (laughs) well um a little bit about me i'm i'm married um we've been going on 31 years this summer which is truly amazing i'm surprised i made it this long sometimes (laughs) and um we've got four kids um i was an elementary school teacher for several years and oh my gosh i taught um a women's pole um, um class yoga instructor i created the goddess yoga um, I'm a certified pranic healer, um, certified life coach, owner of God, Rising Goddess International, and I just started a new chapter, and that's I'm working towards my doctorate as um, in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. Wow, so, you are a woman. I know, it is so much fun, so much fun. So yeah, that's a lot going on. You know, I, I decided um, 
I started going to acupuncture. A friend of mine's actually in, you know, her last year. And she's like, you need to come, you know, be my pincushion. I'm like, I don't like needles. And she's like, no, seriously, you don't feel it. So I did. I trusted her and I did. And, you know, I had some knee issues going on at the time. And oh my gosh, after like two treatments, knee pain was gone. It was truly amazing. And, you know, I just continued going and, I feel like the benefits of acupuncture has just been remarkable. Um, I've sent some friends over and they're experiencing the same thing. And, and um, I've always had this major, major fear of needles because, you know, as a little girl, they held me down whenever I had to get stitches one time and that kind of stuck in my, my head. And so I had created a pattern that needles were horrible and, um, so yeah, in the midst of all this, of, you know, getting needled and overcoming my fear of needles, I decided, you know, I'm, this would be a great addition to my rising goddess retreats, right? So I decided to go ahead and, and study. Plus, it's going to be a great addition for family and friends who are going through something and need, you know, some healing. So it, yeah, it's, it's, it's along the same path. It's just, Yeah. Yeah. So you, even though you wear a lot of different hats and you're certified in a lot of different areas, it, it sounds like all these roads though, they come back to the word that comes forward for me is healing that you, um, you can yes. help heal in the work that you do help women heal through all these different avenues. And so there isn't just one way for someone to heal, but Hey, if this, yeah. you know, acupuncture doesn't work for you, let's try yoga. Let's try, um, talk, you know, talking it through life coaching, let's try movement. So you've really brought in all these different pathways to show people there isn't just one. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm an elementary school teacher, right? And so as a teacher, you get in the classroom and you, you're, faced with all these little faces, but each one of them is so different and unique, right? So the teacher's job is to try to really find how that child learns. It's the same thing in, in life. You, you're surrounded by many people and to find that one, you know, avenue that's going to work for that person, you know, that's as a healer is what I do. As a teacher, that's what I do. You know, it's, you're working to help that individual instead of making that individual comply with how you work alone. Mm, that's so important. Cause I feel like a lot of times we do get stuck in our own, our own belief system, our own value system. And we push that onto other people when that's not always their way of doing things. That's not the best way they learn or the best way they heal. And so really getting to understand your right. clients, you know, or back in the day, your students and being able to support them and meet them where they're at. Even the little sprinkle of a little bit of everything, you know, it doesn't have to be just one single thing. So. Yeah. And so in a little yeah. while, I know we're going to go into your talk about your retreats, but first, why don't you share with the audience what it is that your business does and the different types of services that you provide? Sure. Um, so what my business does, um, basically, I'm here to help women realize their own power and that they have their power 
already with them to create a life that they absolutely love. Um, I firmly believe that we're here on this planet to love, to remember to love, right? That's the basis of our existence. You know, as, a, as an infant, you come in and what's the one thing the baby needs, right? Nurturing, care, love, right? So that doesn't change as we get older. We, as we, you know, as we continue to grow, I mean, we're surrounded with responsibilities and all that kind of thing as grown adult women, but the basis of it is that we still require nurturing. We still require that love, you know, and where's that love going to come from? We, we have a tendency to look on the outside for love, right? So, but actually it's got to start with you. And so my, a little bit of background of how I guess rising got us started was um, I recently lost my sister and um, she had a brain disease. And one of the things that um, it, I noticed with her is that she, she would say things like look in the mirror and say, I'm so stupid. I'm so such a stupid woman. And that's how she kind of truly felt about herself. And I would take her and I'd look at her and I'd say, no, look at this woman in the mirror. You are beautiful. You're so intelligent. And a lot of times I think we don't take credit for, you know, who we truly are. We always look for what's wrong with us instead of appreciating what is truly who we are. And so, um, that kind of started me just that little spark in my heart was I've got to do something about this. I've got to like help women realize their value, their worth in this, in this world. And then with my sister, after she passed, um, it also brought me back into my memory of my biological mother who took her own life when I was five. And that was another she also, I mean, why, why do people take their own life, right? Majority of the time, it's they're in deep depression. They don't feel good about themselves. They feel unworthy. They're just not worth being on this planet. So why bother being here, right? Mm -hmm. So again, with my own biological mother, that's what she felt. She felt unworthy of being here on this planet. She felt unworthy of who she, who she was and being a woman. And so that's another thing that kind of speared me off into, I got to do something, you know, that's what I'm here for. I think, you know, we're all here for a purpose. And I think, honestly, that's mine is to teach, teach children, right? I did that. Now it's about teaching women and reminding women who they are and that we got the power. They don't have to sit with in a relationship that's abusive right? They don't have to, that's a, that's a choice. They can step out and they can stand on their own two feet. Is it hard? Yeah, sometimes, but they can also choose to make it fun and easy. And that's a difference. It's, it's the total mindset. And so my goal is to really, really help women see value. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that and just being vulnerable and sharing these stories that are so close to your heart. And 
it's not easy to talk about the traumas and the experiences that we've had or the people that we've lost. So thank you for sharing that. And I do believe these, these horrible things can happen to us in our life. And I, and I believe that we can either use them as opportunities for growth or to serve a purpose and, or we can stay in it. Right. And so it sounds like you've taken these experiences and you're using them as an opportunity to help other women um, experience who they really are and that they don't need to feel that low, right? That they can stand on their own two feet, that they are capable of that. So yeah. before we get there though, right? Like we must go through this, uh, this process of healing and build this confidence within who we are. So can you share a little yeah. bit about how do you bring in, I know we talked a little bit earlier of how, like all the different elements you use, but can you share a little bit about your process of how you help women walk this journey? Because it is very delicate, right? Especially when you're talking about trauma. So how do you guide and support them to start navigating and working through this trauma to really help them feel more confident about who they are? Um, I think the, the most common is just conversation, just talking, right? One woman to another woman um, and sharing. I think women are great conversationalists, right? The majority of us. And so it's, it's pretty easy to open up and, and talk about what's going on in our life. And um, yeah, I mean, I just talk to them. They and guide them, give them some advice. Um, the other thing I've, I've noticed is with my goddess yoga, right? We've got a lot of memories and traumas that, that actually, it's funny, you think that they, you just experience it and they go away, right? But they don't, they stay in our cells, they stay in our body and those traumas and things, they, they kind of will, you know, seep out every now and then. And, um, in my goddess yoga, as we, as we do the movement, it's a slow movement geared towards a woman's body, you know, learning to touch your head and just feel the curves of your ears and your jawline and your, you know, just, just touching yourself. I mean, taking the time to really admire and have gratitude for your physical when you, when you minute to just love on yourself it goes into the emotional. And so that's one thing that I noticed um, in my goddess yoga classes is that women would lay on their yoga mat and just start to cry. And they're like, I'm yoga, what's going on? And, and I would encourage them, look, it's okay. It's okay to cry, right? We're emotional beings. It's part, it's part of who we're made. It's okay. And so again, a lot of times after yoga, I would sit and talk with one of the women and just guide her through whatever she was feeling at that moment. And so I think conversation is probably the top one. Mm -hmm. So what have you found to be the most challenging for women when they are doing goddess yoga? Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's funny. If you hadn't taken a goddess yoga class, um, you don't know what it's about, right? You can't get on YouTube and look classes because I'm a real stickler about privacy, right? Goddess yoga classes to me, my classes are very, very private. They're, they're not one where I'm going to go put on YouTube or, you know, Facebook or anything like that. It's, it's a very personal thing. Um, and I keep it very sacred, very sacred. Um, and so I think that's one of the things is women, once they get in the class and they start to move, then they start to feel things. I think that's the most kind of like challenging is like, I will see a woman like hold back. You can tell in their bodies when they're holding back. Um, and so when I see that, oftentimes I'll walk over and just put my hand on their shoulder and just, you know, just, it's almost like wiping away that fear to give themselves permission to, to move, to walk through whatever it is that they're currently feeling and know that I'm there to help them, guide them through whatever it is they're going through. You got to have that um, guide that's going to be the person to hold that space, to support you, to nurture you, and to stay. When these women know that they can trust me and they know that they can walk through whatever it is, and I will guide them no matter what, then they'll do it. Yeah. And that isn't something that you can put on YouTube or Facebook because it's triggering trauma. It's triggering sensations and emotions that you do need to be in the physical presence with someone to help coach you, support you, love you through that and create that safe space. If you try to just take the, you know, a class like that on YouTube, and then you're left with all of that alone, that is dangerous territory. Absolutely. Absolutely. So no, you'll never find my classes or anything published anywhere. Not just, no, <laughs> even, even during my retreats, I have a strict policy about no photographs and no videos, you know, because it's, it's for the safety and security of the women that are there. It's honoring them. That's what I do is I honor them. Well, and that's the number one rule, uh, in my opinion, and working with women in trauma for years is that safety. That's the number one thing that a person or a woman needs to feel before they can even start processing trauma. They need to feel safe in an environment and, and with other people and with themselves, they need to feel safe. Otherwise it's not going to be effective. A million percent agree. Or it could make it worse. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about what it is that you do on your retreats and, and how do you support women, um, you know, working through trauma or different challenges in their life? Um, so to be honest with you, I really tune in to God for me. Um, I ask God to help me, you know, I ask God to send women who require being at my retreats, be at my retreats. And, um, I really rely on a lot of God's guidance 
on what words to say that's going to help this woman. Um, so we do, like I said, a lot of conversation. We do a movement. I think movement is, is that we're stuck in our bodies to come out through movement. Um, and I'm just, I, I tell the women, if you got something up, text me, call me. They all have my cell phone, which I have access to all the time. So yeah, I'm available, you know, all the time. So that's kind of where I'm at at this point. So could you, if, if someone out there listening wants to try attending one of the retreats, could you just give a little bit um, like an example of what a typical day in a weekend of the retreat would be like? Yeah. So um, the retreats start, I have it open. You can come and check in on Fridays around two. Um, you know, you check in and you get settled into your room, unpacked. You're kind of Fridays kind of waiting for everyone to get there. Um, socializing, getting to know who you're going to be spending this intimate weekend with and um, just, just relaxing, socializing the first night having dinner we do goddess yoga that night just a little intro of what it's about um and then saturday is pretty much we get up early we do a morning yoga and we hit it hard that day that day is it's a it's a long emotional day for everyone there and what's beautiful is that it's also like this huge weight off your shoulders that you've been carrying for so long. Um, so in the morning, of course, like I do our yoga, we have our breast and then we gather for a women and we just go around and talk. We'll do, might do a little activity um, that will help to bring out some more of what's been holding you back and being your amazing self. And um, yeah, it's a lot of, like I said, a lot of conversation on what's going on in our life. What's holding you back? Where do you need guidance? Where do you need some help? Um, we have, then we'll have break for lunch. Um, and I have my, my daughters helping me. So they help make the lunch that's all organic. We accommodate for all any kind of dietary restrictions or needs. And the food is amazing. It's, it's just Definitely nutrition for the soul for what we're doing at the retreat. And then um, and then we gather again. We'll gather again in circle, women's circle. Um, continue on what was started that morning. Um, I'll go ahead and sage the area. If it's indoors, we'll sage and things like that. Just to kind of, because you can feel the energy. You can totally feel that, you know, heaviness in the air sometimes. And so I'll clear that out. And um yeah. And then break for dinner. And after dinner, we gather one more time. And, um, and then after our little circle, we will um, indulge in a serious hardcore goddess yoga. And I'm a stickler about everyone coming and attending goddess yoga that night, even though you're tired and exhausted. Um, mainly because, like I said, emotions get stuck in our body. Everything that we've gone through the day, 
through the day, there's some might be stuck on us that we still need to work out. And there's nothing like listening to some music and as I verbally guide you through this movement. And every single time a woman's come after that long day on Saturday, they're like, oh my God, thank you so much for making me do goddess yoga. I was so tired before. And now it's like, it, you just shook off the rest. It, it's, you gotta be there. It's really hard to explain mm -hmm. um, the experience, but yeah, it's every single woman has just come back and said, this is amazing. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. Which is why I continue to do it. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm wondering too, do you have a client or someone that comes to mind that you've worked with over the years um, that has really like left a stamp on your heart? Um, honestly, no, not one particular person. I still keep in touch with all, all the women that have come to one of my retreats. Um, you know, if one of them crosses my mind, I get on my phone and say, Hey, thinking about you today, you know, sending you some love. And, you know, that's a lot of times I think I really tune into my intuition because at that moment, it could be that person just needed that little extra reminder that they're loved, right? Or that someone's thinking about them. And so I'm real. Uh, really try to listen to my intuition. And so when somebody does cross my mind, I'll do that. Um, you know, I'm amazed at what has come out with my retreats. Um, many, many times I sit back because, you know, I'm just, I'm a woman just like you and the millions of, millions of other women. And sometimes I'll sit back and think, wow, you know, how, how am I doing this? Right. Who, who's doing all this? Because it's not me. <laughs> Some of the things that I've heard, um, from women after they've attended our retreat is, um, for instance, this one particular woman was living in her trailer because she didn't feel worth of having anything more than living in a small trailer. And, um, after the retreat, she went home and she made some changes in her life. And because she realized that she, she's worthy of more. She's worthy of having so much more in her life, whatever it is she desires. And two months later, she calls me, she FaceTimes me and she's like, check this, check this out. And she shows me this view of this city. You know, she's in, she's in her high rise apartment that she, you know, purchased. And she's so excited. I mean, the sunset is gleaming across the, the city buildings. And I'm like, oh my God, where are you? She's like, Maxine, this is mine. I'm like, wait, what? She goes, this is mine. She goes, I finally realized that I'm worth something and that I don't have to hold myself back anymore. And she, she did. She stepped up. She got herself this gorgeous high-rise apartment and overlooking the city. And she's like, and it even has a bellman downstairs. I'm like, whoa, girl. And so, I mean, it's just those little things that she came to the retreat and I was able to, you know, plant that seed and, and she allowed it to blossom, to bloom. And so now she's living this life that she didn't think she deserved. 
before coming. I mean, truly and truly, those little things just amazing. I mean, there's so many more stories I could tell, tell you. Um, yeah, I have chills just listening to that story because that feeling of, and I like how you said I planted the seed, but she was the one that that made it grow and brought it to life. It's so beautiful. And I just love that analogy. But I had chills when you were sharing that story of when you see someone so low and at at this point in their life where they are in self-hatred or self-doubt or trauma, fear, and you watch them really face it and step through, walk through that and overcome it, right? Like it's always going to be a part of you, but that you don't have to let it control your life anymore. And that's what that woman did, right? She didn't allow herself to live in that anymore. And it's so beautiful when you know that you are a, a little bit, a little part of that person's journey. Yeah. Just a little part. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one that um, I think of often too, is she had broken up. She was in a really bad relationship for many years with her boyfriend and just, he was just so degrading to her. And um, she had just recently broke up with him and she came to the retreat. We talked about it and, you know, it's like, why, you know, why are you doing this? A lot of our limited patterns, we actually take on it when we're children, we see something that happened with our parents or someone said something to you, to us as a child. And we take it, we, we take that on and then it stays with us and it continues to develop and grow within us as we grow into our adulthood. And, um, anyway, this, so this one woman just, again, she thought it was okay for you know, her boyfriends to treat her the way they did. And yet at the same time, she couldn't understand why. And so we, 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 you know, we boiled down to, it was seeing how men treated her mother. And that was a pattern that she wound up taking on unknowingly. Right. And so as she took it on, but yet at the same time, she also realized that she was taking something on but she didn't realize it was really her mom stuff. And so, um, yeah, after the retreat, you know, she took a time off of just social media and just, just life kind of took time off and just gathered herself. And girl, within that six month time period, she wrote like three books and has them published. And yeah, and she started her own podcast and talking about, you know, being in these narcissist relationships. And I mean, she has just, you know, I see her on social media and she's just flying off the chart. She's got, I think, two other books published now. I mean, this is in one year. Yesterday was our one year anniversary. So she's not actually less than one year because she came, you know, to our first retreat which was last April. So it's not even been a year. And the amount of change that she has had in her life is just tremendous. Mm. And again, I just planted that little seed of reminder. It's already in us. I'm just helping to remind you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I always uh, think of 
when I'm working with clients too, right? Like, and I tell them that like, you're the one in the driver's seat. You're the one guiding this. I'm just here to walk alongside you. And like you said, give you those little reminders, those little tidbits of planting those seeds. But really it is within them. And that's, thank you for sharing those stories. Cause those are just absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, and I just love since the time we met, like I've always loved all these different elements that you have brought into your practices and you can see the impact that this is having on women. Yes, definitely. It's beautiful. And like I said, it, I'm amazed. I truly am amazed. And I'm so grateful that, you know, I get to be that little light for these women to give them a little something, you know, to help them remind, be reminded of who they are. It means, it means a lot to me, especially with, you know, I wish I'm going to cry. <laughs> I get so emotional. I wish I could have been there for my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe her life would have been different. So it's just little things. Yeah. And, you know, because of your experience, you know, you are able to help so many women. And that is always a thought that, um, you know, when, even though we are helping other people, right? Like even my experience with the baby, even though I can help other women learn to stand up for themselves and help guide them through, if something like that were to happen to them, you know, it still doesn't give me my experience back. Right. So it's, it's kind of this, um, it's really empowering and it feels good to know that we're helping other people, but there's always that, that little bit in us. That's like, well, I wish that I would have had this right. Or I wish I could have helped my mom or my sister, or, you know, um, would, you know, I wish this experience wasn't taken from me, you know? So there's always that, that lives in us too. And I think that the healing part of it is knowing that we are helping other people. Yeah. And you know, on the flip side, my mom had to go through what she went through and do what she did so that I could come in on this planet and do what I have to do. Mm. So in a sense, what she did was a blessing for me to be the woman that I'm becoming. Right. Mm. And like you said, in the beginning, you know, looking at it, um, you know, the perspective that in the lens that we look through is really important and um, can help guide our, our path that we're walking on. Yeah. So I really appreciate yeah. um, you coming on today and sharing these experiences, you know, the stories of the women that you've touched and your own personal experiences. So if people are interested in attending one of your retreats or, taking one of your classes, where can they find you? Um, social media is one. Um, we have on Instagram, a rising goddess international um, Instagram, and then Facebook. You can Google me. Um, I've got a website. Um, it's www.risinggoddessinternational.com. Um, yeah. And through you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will put all of that information in the show notes as well. So it just makes it easy for everyone to click on there and you can find Maxine where she's hanging out. And if you're interested in really starting to 
process this trauma and, and let it go and heal, then going on a retreat, taking one of her classes is a really great way to begin this process. So thank you so much for sharing all of your beautiful wisdom and information (laughs) with us today. I truly believe that it's going to just keep touching more and more women. Yeah.